Welcome to the Joke Workshop. It's Monday night. You, I should turn on the microphone so everyone can learn a little history la- lesson from our first comedian tonight. Uh, learning all kinds of things, like the boxer revolution isn't people getting thrown in boxes. That's what I'd go with. That's what I'd go with, Dwat. It's people in boxes getting thrown. We should make a new boxer revolution against Amazon. We'll put like people in Amazon boxes and throw them out of UPS trucks. It'll be fun. All right, here we are at the Joke Workshop. It's the second month of the year. It's the third day of that month, and we're all here to tell jokes and stuff and work on new material. And I'm sure people have lots of things to talk about. Uh, clearly, I do, too. You're first comedian. Oh, please remember at the Joke Workshop, uh, giving money helps keep the doors open, which is important for all of us. If you can't for any reason uh, give me money, that's fine. Just take a picture with your phone and put it to your Instagram and tag Mutiny Radio SF, and that's worth $2 to me. Or take some flyers and tell your friends about the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th. That would that would be helpful, too, if you can't give me money, because that's all I'm spending money on right now is marketing for that. All right, it's Joke Workshop, so here's how it works if you don't know. Four-minute sets at three minutes, you'll hear the horn. Then the horn's back, that's really exciting. Uh, and then we'll give four minutes of comments. The microphones are out there. They should all be working today if they're not coming in the studio. Uh, but remember, the show is as good as you guys make it. If you want to pay attention and be cool, it totally works. If you want to, I mean, just the more you participate, the better it's going to be. And be nice to your fellow comics. Uh, give them a nice shit sandwich, nice toasted brioche bun, and uh, put the other shit in the middle. Here we go with your first comedian of the night. Clap your hands wildly for Jack Ferguson. Also, life is just a game. We're all just Second, got to start my... Uh... Just got to record this because I know it's going to be historic. Um, how you guys doing? Good? Did you watch the Super Bowl? No. No? Fucking heathens. The Super Bowl is like my favorite and worst favorite time of the year simultaneously because I love football, but I also have to put up with people who don't love football. Like every time you watch the Super Bowl, there's always at least half of the people there who don't give a shit about football and also actively try and ex- like let everyone know that they don't care about football. They're like, oh, CTE. And like, I'm just here for the commercials. It's like, I don't go to things that you like and just shit on them the whole time because I want to eat hummus. Like there's no, like people act like super, they're just there for the snacks. All of those snacks, they're never that good, you know? They're never, it's never like there's anything you can get at a Super Bowl party that isn't available elsewhere at a supermarket. That's where we bought it from, you know? All right. Uh, you guys know how like people who, any of you guys grow up in San Francisco? You do? <laughs> no, it doesn't count. I grew I grew up in the Bay Area, but not San Francisco. So no one here grew up in San Francisco proper. You know how people who grew up in San Francisco proper are always like, huh, all you guys moving in here, you're not true San Francisco's, you're raising the rent. It's bullshit, you know? I think it's bullshit that they say that, right? Because anyone who grew up in San Francisco, by definition, lived here for 18 years rent-free, you know? Like, they got the best deal of any of us. No wonder they think the prices are going up, because if they had to pay $1 a month to be here, it'd be a million percent increase, you know? Anyways, uh, I uh, I have four roommates. I have four male roommates, and uh, we spend, you know, a pretty good amount of time alone in our rooms. And I always think it's funny that... uh, like the baseline assumption for all men, if you're going to like go knock on someone's door is that the other guy is masturbating. Like if you knock on someone's door, 
Like you would never see a man just enter another man's room without checking first, you know? Like they'll knock on the door and just be like, hey, are you masturbating in there? No matter what time of day, no matter like what the mood in the house is, you know? Because they could be. We know they could be. We know that's that's the baseline. Not only is that the baseline assumption for what they're doing, it's also kind of the baseline thing for us to do. Um, all right. Uh... You guys know how like uh, Greek gods sometimes would like morph into animals to go down and fuck women? Have you heard about this? Like Zeus one time transformed himself into a bull in order to have sex with a woman, and that's how the uh, that's how I think the um, what's the guy in the maze? The Minotaur. That's how the Minotaur was made. It's because Zeus transformed into a bull and fucked a woman. Why would he transform himself into a bull? Like, why not just a handsome man? If, you've, if you can transform yourself into anything, don't you think you're increasing your chances much more if you just transform into, like, Brad Pitt instead of an animal, you know? Um, like, why not just transform into a shower handle? <laughs> uh, I have a tattoo on my shoulder. It's, it's from a book called Infinite Jest. Do you know this book? Infinite Jest. Exactly. So this book is famous for being a book that like awkward men will corner women in bars and force like the like their information upon them. And I got that tattoo before I knew that reputation, which is kind of a bummer. But I got it because I was in a psych ward and I, it was the only book there for me to read. So usually when I tell people that, they stop making fun of me. Uh, cool. Thank you guys. Jack Ferguson, everyone. Yay. Um, be careful with your pronunciation. I thought you said bowl instead of bull. And so that was, so I was like, he transformed himself into a bowl? I thought it was a swan. And then, then the shower thing at the end brought it back. But just right, right, right. pronunciation, bowl, bowl. I thought you said bowl. That's all. Yeah, that's a tough one. And your Super Bowl jokes are short-lived. But other than that, like. I know, I wasn't, that wasn't really a joke. No, no, you angry. were just talking to us. That's fine. But, um, yeah. and it's, I mean, it's good to have new masturbation jokes. I mean, it's, you're, I've never heard it before. It's new. It'll work itself out. I mean. Take have a new take the baseline yeah. thing, or you could probably bring that into the mental health if you're talking about baselines. Like That's true. When you, t yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it should be. This all this is all clay f straight from the earth right now. You know, shaping this. I like the masturbating joke. I thought it was funny. Um, Thank you, sir. I, that that definitely happens. Um, I, I I think it would be. I was gonna write something, but now I forgot it. But. I think it'd be funny if, like, even if even if there was a fire, like, yeah, like yeah, the fire alarm good. has gone off I in like my building, that. and I still not. Yeah, yeah, you're still gonna knock on the guy's door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's worse to die a fiery death than to see your friend <laughs> masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also bad to die a fiery death with your dick in your hand. I think yeah. that if that's like a, <laughs> you're knocking on his door. Hey, man, there's a fire. Are you masturbating? <laughs> the funnier thing is that this guy doesn't realize there's a fire because he's, he's masturbating, masturbating so furiously. <laughs> I always feel this hot in my dick. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, um, wow, a crazy orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> Got to put out the flames with the hose. Um, I was thinking about the bull thing, and then I think, like, for a lot of us, we were already laughing the moment you said, like, oh, like he turned into a bull to have sex with a woman. So I think, like, the conflict's already obvious. So, yeah. Like, 
to go and like repeat it and say like right, why would you do that the like, end. we already let's like that's already what's making us laugh like why would you do we, we already you get the, the idea so i was thinking about that um so i feel like you could just jump faster um and then another thing i was thinking about was like isn't zeus a god like can't he see like what women like Right, he with? should like, know. He should know that they don't have. Sex maybe with he bulls. just wants to fuck someone as a bull. Like, <laughs> he just, maybe it's not about yeah. her; it's about yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking, like, like maybe he like becomes like a dildo or something. Maybe, right, like, right, maybe right. It's like another. Yeah, that's where I was trying to go with the shower handle thing. Did you not? No. Is that not clear to people? She got it. Hey, <laughs> play into the female audience. Yeah. I have a question though. With the masturbating joke, I was gonna try and make a parallel between like how your mom would always barge into your room yeah. unannounced, but your dad never would. Does that is that an applicable yeah, I, thing for you mom, guys? You guys know what I'm talking about. The okay. idea of mom came through my head when you were talking about like my mom would never knock. She'd be like, "This is my house. I'm walking in. Whatever." Yeah, happening. moms don't knock. They don't. Of course not. Cool. You could also say something about uh, you know the Minotaur guarded a like a maze or something, and you know men are always looking for the clitoris and they don't know where it is or something. That's true. So, it's true. And they're in a bush. Joke like and they're in an enormous yeah. bush. It's a maze. It's a bush maze. Yes. All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Yay! Jack Ferguson, everyone. Well, that was good. That's how the joke workshop works. Good job, everybody. Your next comedian's on his way stuck in traffic, so we're going to move it right along to your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Eden Bartlestein. Cool music, once again. Uh, what's going on, everyone? So, uh... If anyone has done online dating in the past, you know that online dating is is a way to meet people who will ultimately disappoint you more efficiently than if you had to wait to meet them in person. Um, but I finally met someone, I matched with someone on Tinder who I'm really excited about. It's God. Um, don't be jealous. Uh, some of you might be wondering what is... Uh, what does God see in someone like me? And I'll be honest, I was shocked too when I matched with God on Tinder. Um, because until that point, I had no reason to believe that God even was single, you know? Um, so I guess the monotheist, sorry, the, the monotheistic religions are, are right. There is a single God. Um, the other thing that was weird to me was uh, like, why is God on, on Tinder? Uh, God seems like more of a committed relationship type. I would have thought maybe we would find each other on hinge or something. God doesn't want to be your booty call. God doesn't want to be the last person you text at the end of a desperate night. Um, but I digress. So match with God have to look at the pictures, right? Uh, so I, I scroll through the pictures. The first picture is of two giant clouds gleaming with sunlight. And uh, I think it's really annoying when people put a picture of them and their friends so you can't tell which one they are. I went to the next one, and it was a picture of uh, the Earth from space. Um, it's artsy. Still wasn't giving me the information I needed. So I went to the next picture. Finally, a picture just of one giant cloud, brilliant with light by itself. And uh, God was cute, guys. God was cute. Um, and then the next one after that, one with the cloud with the the snapchat dog filter 
which I found sort of immature for a divine being. Uh, and then the, of, of course the last one was the obligatory Machu Picchu pick. Everyone has the picture of themselves at Machu Picchu. So there the cloud was, um, so I, I decided I was, I was going to follow through on this. I was going to send God a message on Tinder and, uh, I was kind of new to dating apps at the time. So I asked my friend who's a veteran of the apps and I was like, Hey, I met someone who I'm pretty excited about. What do I say? And he was like, don't worry. I have the perfect line. It's never failed me. And he told me what it was. And I was like, really, that works a hundred percent of the time. And he was like, well, like 90%, I, I would say five out of 10 times it works 90% of the time. And I was like, that's not really how probability works, but it was the best option I had. And so that's how I came to send God the following message. Want to bake blueberry muffins and make out? And uh, for a while, God didn't respond. But uh, a couple of days later, I got a message that said, WTF, someone asked me the same thing last week. I don't even like muffins. I'll pull up there. Thanks, everyone. Bartlestein, yay! I feel like on that first line where you like, um, does anyone else like go to Tinder to, I forget what you said, but I feel like if you did it um, with enough emotion that just says like, I'm upset about this, I think that would hit harder. And and less words, your whole, your whole 30 seconds could have been condensed into this line for you. It's good, your concepts are great, but you just have to conserve your language. But online dating is just more efficient disappointment. So you use like 12 sentences to say, Online dating is just more, it wasn't 12. I'm, I'm, hyper, I'm hyperbole. I got um, you. But so all of your stuff, if you conserve your, like that whole opening joke is hilarious. It could be like punch, punch, punch. Online dating is just more efficient disappointment. I matched with God. Why is God on Tinder? Ha 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 ha. And then like, then there's a picture. Just God with the tiger or whatever. Then just get to those pictures. It's a great joke. It's really, really funny. And the concept is, I haven't heard it before for a Tinder joke. So good Thanks, job. Ma'am. Yeah, yeah. So, and another thing is, is that uh, because it's kind of an absurdist joke, uh, you really have to like sell it, which is mm. difficult at an open mic with five people. So I understand why you didn't do it now, but like, just keep that in mind for the future because uh, when you're saying absurd things, people want you to also be absurd, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and that doesn't mean like big energy. You could just be like really like weird and, and withdrawn or something like that. But that's sort of, in my experience, you have to sort of couple your delivery with the content, if that makes sense. But I think it's a good joke. Thank you. Other comments? Any general guidance on like, to, to Jack's point, how would how you'd want to see that brought to life better? I was sort of thinking maybe I should be more like anxious about what God thinks of me or something like that. I think that's good. I think you could also act really like smitten, like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, God sucking, you know, that sort of thing. Or, yeah. but just play with it. It just, you know, you gotta have uh, out there energy. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I think to, to Jack's point, I think when I started hearing it, I was just a bit confused maybe. So I don't know if like, like if, if like you see God on Tinder and like you're like, it's obvious that it's not God to everyone in the audience, but like, you're like, kind of very into it and very much about it. So hmm. yeah, just kind of on that. 
I would also just as a hint write write the whole thing out and then just cross out as many words as you can to keep your points and then see how many lines it is just just write it all, or even even if you want to do it super easy take your whatever you got today from your recording or from the radio or whatever and put it in a voice to text thing because then it'll be super easy and then you can just redact and then that'll probably tell you how to like act once your script is like succinct because there's real good jokes in there like there were tons of punchlines they were just sort of hidden that what the fuck part at the end that was all great the blueberry muffins the double thing just if that joke isn't four minutes it's a minute cool so yay thanks a lot other comments yay 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 ian bardenstein yay did andrea david make it yet no moving right along uh, he's looking at his notes right now, but he should be excited. He's going to hit you right there, Jason King. Hey, put your hands together, everybody. He's been great, giving great comments all night. It's Jason King. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up? If you, uh, I'm going to do the same joke as last week, so some of you might have heard it, but fuck it. We, we got to do this shit. Okay. Um, so recently, uh, two women uh, got arrested for starting a fight club in a nursing home. Yeah. Uh, apparently, no seniors reported the fighting, but maybe they forgot. <laughs> yeah. Or they remembered that first and foremost, you don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> My question is, how do you get two old people to fight, right? Do you, like, nudge like a racist vet and point to an old Asian lady like, she's Viet Cong, <laughs> right? Like, maybe you, like, capitalize on what the lady loves most and be like, He's the reason you lost your applesauce, <laughs> you know? You know, now they're both so mad, you can set up a ring, right? They both step in like sumo wrestlers, but instead of cloth, they're wearing diapers, right? Some announcer shows up, he's like, ladies and gentlemen, standing in this corner, standing two inches shorter than he used to be, he still says Muslims. And he never runs because he walks faster than he drives. Mr. Mick Jenkins. And he's in the corner just like, you can't see me. I can't even see me. <laughs> now, please turn your attention to the Asian lady in this corner. She's standing, but not really. She's fully energized for this fight with an astounding record of 2,578 naps. <laughs> And she's gotten real strong collecting bottles. Wendy, a.k.a. The Undertaken. <laughs> All right. Let's get ready to wrinkle. Right. The fight begins. Uh, the announcer's there. He's like, all right, folks. And there's the bell. Why are they not moving? Ah, oh, they didn't hear the bell. Okay. <laughs> and the lady goes in for the first punch. And it seems that she's knocked his entire mouth out. But wait, it seems... He's got her nose. <laughs> and that's the round, folks. Some like elderly showgirl walks by with the round card. It's like, why did we put this lady in a bikini? This is disgusting. <laughs> right? Second round begins. All right, folks. Seems like Mick Jenkins is looking like he did in the 50s, full of confidence and fully ready to hit a woman. <laughs> Uh, it seems as though he's pulling a weapon out of his diaper, uh, and it's an, it's an extra long testicle, and he's swinging it, and swinging it, and he smacked her in the face with his balls. You know she felt the testicular cancer on that one. 
<laughs> but wait, she's pulling a weapon out of her diaper, and it's... And she knocks him out with a plastic bottle. <laughs> okay, three, two, one, he's dead. That's it. Right. <laughs> uh, how much time do I have? I have more than a minute left? Oh, man. Uh, I have nothing else to say. Uh, I'm going to give my time back. Yeah. Jason King, everyone! It's a great, uh, I think, it's a really well-written sketch. I don't know if it's a joke. Mm. I think that it's really like an awesome YouTube video or a live sketch. I mean, you spoke it out for us, and you have all the lines, and you have all the characters, yeah. and it's awesome, I think. And I saw it all in my head. Yeah. But maybe if you're having like a really long set, like maybe if you're doing a 20-minute set, mm. that's perfect, because you've got mm. this. It's a great sketch it really is mm. and which is why i could see it written out and done in a larger scale format okay fair but because it's really it's really funny just mm -hmm. if for you to do it alone it's a lot it would be it's a lot, lot. Of, it's a lot, a lot. Of there's a lot of characters there's a whole lot of shit going on right it's great and it's great it's really it's really well written you yeah. have tons and tons of punchlines yeah. written in there i the only thing i would say is um try to avoid the body shaming with the old woman in the bikini just pers just just personal for me. Uh, <laughs> sorry, those are just my issues. Okay. And then the other thing, you could have um, applesauce wrestling or jello wrestling because they are in an old folks home where those two things are prevalent. You'd already mentioned applesauce. Mm. Like they've been saving their applesauce for this applesauce wrestling extravaganza. <laughs> just an extra silly layer if you want to go there. But other than that, it's really, really well written. Okay. I just, I think the challenge is probably in the acting and in the... But you have the okay. script down. Yeah, I got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to try the words first. I, I know that one thing Chris Rock does, he'll like read his stuff off his like a piece of paper. And then like when he's ready, he goes in like full Chris Rock mode. But I wanted to read it. Any more other comments? comments? Yeah, if you, I mean, other people agree. It's like it's, it's a well-written sketch. I mean, <laughs> you, have, you, had like, you had like 17 punchlines in there. Okay. Yeah, you I, missed I, it, man. It was awesome. <laughs> um, I definitely got a really good visual. Like... To, to Pam's point, it could definitely be a sketch, but I think you did a good job like painting the picture and like going into character as an announcer and like fleshing out the scene for everyone. So okay. that bodes well for it in whatever capacity. Um, and then otherwise, I guess if you were trying to, uh, if you're trying to like reduce it a little bit to something that's easier to do as one yeah. person on stage. I, um, yeah, I cut out like multiple characters to get it done. So yeah. far, I cut out like two. <laughs> yeah I, I sorry i cut you off like you could either like refocus on the initial because like a lot of stuff happened there that was really funny but yeah. like you could kind of keep it focused on why don't old people fight each other um, yeah like do they forget why they're fighting are they is it like a <laughs> constant chance that it could be snack time or bingo and they don't want to like miss their number just gotta so, take like, a second to rest their eyes so you, you could like go into that for a shorter time and maybe yeah. like get yourself out of it sooner. But okay. I thought it was really great. A lot of great. I think there's there's probably also an opportunity for the announcer and the commentator to be the same person. I don't think they need to be two different people. Yeah, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Thanks, guys. Good Appreciate stuff. Yay! It.
Yay! Yay, Jason King! Yay! Now, quick question. Yeah. Can I practice a wedding speech here? Next yeah. Do week? you do you want to do it right now? No, no. I'm oh, okay. You have to write I it first. It. Yeah, you can do. You can do anything you want here. Also, um, the other open mic where we have tons of time every Saturday from four to six, we divide the num- the time by the number of comics. So last week we all just did seven minutes, and we even got out kind of early. So, um, but Saturdays four to six is an opportunity, and it, I like to leave that opportunity as well. If you like have an important show on a Saturday night that you want to practice for, and you need to do twenty minutes, like I'll give you twenty minutes. I don't give a fuck, you know. So if you need longer periods of time to practice things before you do things, please come here and do it. Uh, all right, your next comedian. He's one of my favorite guys, uh, not just because he's a really great guy, but also he's really incredibly funny and bizarre. And I love a sense of humor. Put your hands together for Dwat Mai. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I like reading. I like reading. I like. That's why I like Spanish, because they put exclamation points at the beginning of sentences. I'm tired of reading an English sentence and going, oh, that was supposed to be read with more excitement. Now I gotta read it again. Ah, to hell with it. I guess I just want to understand what the chapter's about. Forget it. Uh, Anyways, I, uh, one thing I I don't like about Spanish, uh, the accent marks, right? I'll emphasize the syllables I choose to emphasize. Right? It goes, el auto boost. I'm like, no, el auto boost. That's the way I like it. Sometimes I think I'll just emphasize all the syllables. El auto boost. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Thanks for laughing, Pam. I know I looked directly at you and it was cheating. I can't look directly at you and then, all right. Uh, I, I carry around an envelope everywhere I go uh, just in case uh, somebody walks in on me. I'll lick it and look important. Yeah. Say, like, what? Who are you writing? Stephen King. I'm telling him I have a better ending for the Shawshank Redemption. The, the better twist? Turns out Annie Dufresne did murder his wife. <laughs> Remember that twist? No, no, you don't. That would be good. Anyways, uh, I got a friend. He has a, a, a futon, and I, I like the idea of like one furniture turning into another furniture. And I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to take my regular stool. And then I'm going to turn it into my hanging from the garage rafter suicide stool. (laughs) The difference is that my suicide stool is going to be missing a leg, so it'll be more wobbly. That way, if I'm up there and I decide to change my mind, it'll be more difficult. I can't get out that easy. Anyways, uh, I got a question. Uh, Two eyes, right? Two ears, two nostrils. So uh, where's our other mouth? Huh? I want two mouths, right? I want to use one to eat and the other one to talk. The guy goes, do you have bad breath? I'd be like, yeah, and no. What are you going to do about that? He's like, do you have anything else to say to what? Yeah, I got two mouths, but just one uvula. <laughs> I like to tie a string to my uvula on the other end to a dragonfly. That way, every time I open my mouth, I could be entertaining. Oh. Follow. Is that gross? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Anyways, uh, I noticed. Do you guys, do you guys like uh, necessities? Yeah, I, I noticed there's three basic necessities: eating, sleeping, and uh, shitting. And you know, I, I eat by myself, but I enjoy eating with others. And I sleep by myself, and I enjoy sleeping with others. So I think that I would never be truly happy unless I'm sitting on a toilet while holding somebody's hands. 
Honey, let's finish together. Anyways, uh, three optional necessities. Uh, clothing, housing, and taking a dump on somebody's chest. <laughs> That's gross. That's so gross. Hey, you know how people like uh, dogs or like cats? Uh, my favorite animal, lice. I like lice. They're fun, you know? They uh, they drink my blood, and then I'm eating, and my head's over my food, and they fall in, and then eventually I get to take my blood back. <laughs> it's just a game. <laughs> it's a cycle. You know how rain cycles throughout the atmosphere? But this is with blood. <laughs> the cycle of blood. Oh, man. All right, that's it for me. Thank you very much for listening. What my everyone? What my? I love your jokes. I think you're so fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> emphasizing all the syllables, I love the two, the bad breath. I don't have bad breath. So funny. I, even the dragonfly. Everything's so visual and weird and fucking weird. I, I love it. The only thing I could say is with. Only because a long time ago I'd written a joke about how we like, but I want to give it to you because I haven't been able to use it, but you already have something that would work. But that we go to restaurants to eat food together, but then we poop alone. I know. Like at a restaurant, you look deep, like that's the whole thing. Like, let's go out to dinner. It's a date. And you look at each other and you like sit there and, and they, what, why not have restaurants where like there are toilets that you sit on and you eat dinner while you're, I don't yeah. know, something with restaurants and pooping anyway i enjoyed the whole you made me think and you're oh, weird i loved pretty. everything are there other comments does anybody not like how weird he is <laughs> love how weird you are oh thanks um so on the the suicide stool um so I, i've gotten to hear you do that one a couple of times and i realized there was something that i was catching on and i wanted to clarify like did you mean that the suicide is the stool like up in the rafters or is it just us like oh. you will be hanging from the rafters. I will be hanging. Stool. Okay. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. I, I think it's a really funny idea, and and that was something that I was mentally getting. Oh, okay. It's ambiguous. You were using the rafters to describe the stool, Weird. but that that's a small thing. Oh, yeah. um, I should clarify that. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I, I thought that the two mouths joke was was awesome. Oh, thanks, dude. Um, yeah, nice work on that one. <laughs> that's weird. Huh? <laughs> and uh, I think I had some other thing, but I, I forget it now. So someone else should comment. Oh, oh. thanks, man. Maybe there's a way to spin that eating, sleeping, shitting thing around. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like, because you're like, I enjoy eating, I enjoy sleeping. Maybe like, like you can also go like, I don't enjoy watching someone chew. Like I, like I mm -hmm. don't enjoy like, like sleeping with someone sucks. So like, might as well like shit with someone too. Mm, you know? I see. Go the opposite so, yeah, route. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna try that. I remember what it was. Oh. So for the shitting with other people joke, yeah. this is this is a real thing. I, I went to a wilderness camp where some people joked about, but also did this thing where like you're shitting in the woods, and basically like you would squat down and hold someone else's hand like that. So we were kind of like gripping each other's hands, and you're both leaning back. Um, so <laughs> if you want to run with that image for like people shitting together by like that holding each fun, other's though. hands and squatting down in the woods or like, you know, b building two toilets that face each other in your house. Or yeah. Something like that. Does a bear shit in the woods? <laughs> no, no, but we do together. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thank Bo you. Boy Scout stuff. Yay. Do you want mine? 
Sorry about the ASMR chewing on the radio, everybody. Ray just gave me some Swedish fish. Big apologies. All right. Moving right along. Hi. Are you Andrea David? Yeah, that's me. Cool. Do you want to, like, wait a minute before you go up since you just walked in the door? Okay, cool, yeah. Well, we'll bring up your next comic. Uh, put your hands together, everybody. It's Janesh Rolon. Sorry, I did not expect that. Um, I am an Indian immigrant. When my family first moved here, we moved to Texas, which is a very aggressive move. Uh... Because, like, America already doesn't like immigrants, and Texas really doesn't like immigrants. Like, that's kind of like making eye contact with a girl at a party, and she vomits, and you're like, I'm going to marry that one. <laughs> one of the things I remember the most from Texas was my first grade teacher, Mrs. Bradford. She's a very Southern woman, very sweet. Uh, she's also very religious, though. She kept trying to convert my family to Christianity. My parents didn't like that because we're Hindu, and they wanted us to know the holidays, uh, do the readings, avoid eating beef, and the week before that, I had my first sloppy joe, so I was like, yo, let's hear this lady out, dude. These gospels are delicious. For a long time, that's what I thought the body of Christ was. I thought it was a sloppy joe. I was like, holy shit, this is the body of your God? It's like this bloody burger? That's metal as fuck. Uh... No wonder you guys won the Crusades. <laughs> but uh, she would bring these books, uh, which were actually really cool. Uh, I enjoyed reading the stories. And she also brought Christianity coloring books, which were awesome. Because I just kept coloring Jesus brown, because that's historically correct, right? Like, you're telling me a bearded man walking around the Middle East in a loincloth with 12 other guys was white? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Jesus was a white guy stranded in the desert. We would have had Burning Man a long time ago. <laughs> and I stayed Hindu, but I became a big fan of Jesus because he was so bad at his day job that he became a life coach. And that is the most millennial shit you can do. Like, think about it, dude. We know he was a bad carpenter. That's why church pews are so uncomfortable. And I like this. Like, he was bored with his job, so with the support of his father, he became an influencer. <laughs> That's what his job was. You guys realize that, right? Like, he fed 5,000 people with one fish. That's paleo. <laughs> Turned water into wine, said it had healing properties. That's CBD oil, baby. Didn't have a real job, right? Like, he, he would spend all day hanging out with his friends, and they would just share stories with each other. That's a fucking podcast. I think um, I, uh, one of my favorite movie series is Fast and Furious. I think it's a story of real transformation. Because, like, this movie started out with these guys robbing cars, jewelry, and DVD players, right? That was the first movie, which also, what a spectrum of goods that is. Like, who's in that first meeting being like, all right, guys, we're after big ticket items only. Cars, diamonds, Samsung DVD players. We don't wait for Black Friday in this household. We write our own destiny. 
No, it's ridiculous because they started out as that and then became like a CIA special ops team. Like, where the fuck did that turn happen? Uh, how, like, if you're good at crime, you go to jail, but if you're great at crime, you join the government? Is that the lesson we're learning here? Uh, and Ludacris became like a hacker in this whole thing, which is just unbelievable. He started, in the first movie he was in, he was emceeing the pool parties, and then he was hacking into the White House. What boot camp gives you these skills? Uh, I think the best part is they're like, they also come across as like anti-gravity propaganda. Like you thought you couldn't drive a car out of a building window only to land on a higher floor of a different building. Think again. Like Isaac Newton didn't fuck. Vin Diesel does. <laughs> All right. I'll take it from there. Thank you guys. I was giving you an extra minute because I was like, I, everything is so great. I have nothing to say. So I was like, oh, I just wanted you. to keep doing jokes because it was really good. Thanks, Dwight. No, thank um, that was that was rad. Like it seemed, it's so polished and so great. It seemed so straight out the box. Thank you. Set up punch, set up punch. Funny, funny, funny. Like relatable, really? polished the whole <laughs> way through. Um, I, that's you. why I was like, I, I looked down and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'll give him a minute. Now, do you want to do some more time? I mean, I don't know if people have anything to say except that, I mean, that was a really solid four, that was like a hot four minute set. It was really solid. Oh, dope. The Thank writing you. was great. You were performed it well. You were interesting. You waited for laughs. It was all the, all you hit, you ticked all the boxes. I don't know if anybody like agreed. They're all just nodding their heads like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, seriously. oh, okay. Go, go. The, the ones out there work. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all positive. Uh, Hi. I thought maybe uh, uh, the phrase bigger in Texas could have been worked into ah. something. Everything's fucking bigger in Texas. Yeah. In the beginning of your bit, maybe you could slip that in somewhere. That would be kind of cool. Metal as fuck is a great, great phrase. Oh, yeah. That's metal as fuck is great. Thank you. Um, church pews being uh, super uncomfortable because they're terrible. Uh, uh, Carpenter, awesome. And then I thought maybe instead of boot camp, yeah. perhaps you can use what kind of fucking University of Phoenix degree is this? Oh, I like right? that. Yeah. Right. Instead of boot camp, because boot camp comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Coding is more for, you know, technical shit. Yeah. So okay. Nice University of Phoenix oh. bullshit. Thank you. Yeah. I like that. Oh, use the microphone. There you go. I think you could have said, like, the um, the group they hate the most are uh, Californians, because, like, a lot of Californians are going to Texas now. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's hello. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. Um, so when you said like, um, they go from like robbing DVDs to working for the CIA. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be interesting if it's like, you know, like I want to do that. Like, that's like, if I like, you know, I feel like there's a room for a mix up there. Okay. Just be like, you know, that's like, basically I, like call them narcs. Or no, I, I was saying like, that's if like I went from doing some shit to like being a doctor or something like that. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't think of right, like being a janitor in a, ho in a hospital and then you're a doctor four yeah. seasons later or something. It's like, yeah. that's not how it works. That's yeah. true. It's like some like expedited goodwill hunting shit. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, uh, I like the. <laughs> the idea of them like being like yeah then we're like we're gonna get cars diamonds and dvd players mm -hmm. um but maybe it could like uh it could also be like yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get cars cash and then we're gonna watch you know like a movie oh i like that yeah. i like that yeah yeah that's pretty other good. comments right. 
was a really good set. Clap cool. again, Thanks, everybody. Dinesh Roland, yay! <laughs> yay! Yay! And then yay! That's how the joke workshop works. Um, okay, so our list is a little bit wonky donkey, but um, we can choose right now. Andrea, do you want another comic in between, or do you want to go? All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, I believe it's it's the first time I've seen her. Put your hands together. Second time. Second time. Sorry. I, I, I used to be drunk all the time. No, it's only the past three days that I haven't been drunk. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Andrea David. Okay. Hi. Um, I've been really sad lately because my side piece broke up with me. And it really hurt because he is from my hometown. And... Um, under Facebook, his job is entrepreneur, which means that he's professionally unemployed. Um, he also does uh, SoundCloud spoken word poetry on the side. Yeah. I guess what hurt the most is that he was only second tier in his pyramid scheme. Yeah, I think I'm just really gonna miss the consistent sex. Um, I bought myself a vibrator for Christmas and it just stopped working for some reason within this past week, and I'm really upset about it. But how it went was, um, was really interesting. I was using it, and then all of a sudden it got really warm, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's like human touch all over again. Um, <laughs> but then all of a sudden I was like, oh no, it's burning. So then I, un um, I unhooked the cap, and then like it's, there's like a little flame. And I was like, oh no. And I feel really bad because the first thought I had as I was holding a burning vibrator was like, damn, this pussy's fire. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm really vulnerable. I just got bangs. Um, that's not part of the joke. It's just a real thing. Um, yeah. Um, I think I, what I'm most sad about is that like I have to go back on dating apps. And it's not the fact that I'm going on dating apps, it's the fact that I think I've exhausted all of my um, my streaming sites. I've already Netflix and chilled, I've already Hulued and Hang, I've already done Amazon Prime and Sexy Time. Now I'm trying to do Disney Plus and Thrust. <laughs> it doesn't seem very wholesome, but it is. Um, I think another reason why I hate going on uh, these dating apps now is because I live in San Francisco and all the men in their 20s on dating apps are white men who are balding. Yeah, that, that it works well in the college crowds. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's not that bad of a thing, I guess, because um, I'm really into astrology and whenever I hook up with um, bald guys, I like to um, rub their head rub their bald head as they eat me out. Because, um, you know, sometimes you can see the future if you rub hard enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, I watch a lot of, or I listen to a lot of podcasts, or true crime podcasts, and um, while, you know, I'm getting eaten out, I like to ask questions of, you know, like, ooh, who was a do Black Dahlia? Who killed John JonBenet Ramsey? Um, I think the truest crime is that I never come. Yeah, but it was really funny because yesterday the, um, the my ex's ex hit me up and she was just like, hey, what's up? And I was like, oh, you know, heartbroken. And then she was like, you know, I feel like I had to tell you something girl to girl. Um, we never broke up. But also, would you like to be your own boss and make your own hours? And then I realized that he wasn't, um, 
he was the second tier in his pyramid scheme and she was the first tier. And I was like, oh no. <sighs> the end. <laughs> Yay, Andrew David, yay. You have a lot of punchlines in there. Thank you. I wrote yeah. this during Milton and I was really sad. You, I mean, you're, write, you're writing a lot. It's great. Um, comments. Let's go. Is that comment, bro? Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, for your for the side piece show, I feel like there's a lot there. Um, if you just like tweak it a little bit, and I think one of the things was, do you? So, are you in a relationship or no? No. So he'd be like a fling, not a side piece, right? Yeah. I yeah. So I think, and I think the commentary there is like, you're heartbroken over a dude who's like clearly shitty. Oh yeah. So it's like more a reflection on like the types of men you're into, mm-hmm. right? So I think, but I think that's how you talk about it. Be like, I date like really shitty guys, and mm-hmm. like, and you talk about him being like an unemployed SoundCloud poet and things like that. Uh, one thing I'd rephrase is instead of saying entrepreneur, maybe do something else, mm-hmm. which would be like, uh, like you know, a lot of people do like, oh, DJ, that means unemployed. Mm-hmm. But like entrepreneur and DJ are like pretty done. I would say Tr- okay. figure something else out that's similar to that. You could even okay. move like SoundCloud poet to that as okay. like, that's his job. And then talk about his pyramid scheme mm-hmm. on the other side. Cause you talk about his rank in the pyramid scheme but you don't establish that he has one Uh, you get what i'm saying yeah so talk about how he does that shit and whatever um the oh the true crime that is is that i never come is really funny Mm -hmm. and i think you just got to like lean into that line as you say it more because i feel like that's such a funny line but it felt like you didn't believe in it as you yeah. were delivering it. So I think just believe in that because that's really fun. Like the whole yeah, concept I didn't of know you. know how to like build up to it, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think your build up is fine, right? Like mm-hmm. you have, like your build up is good about you listening to true crime po- podcasts while you're getting eaten out. Mm-hmm. Like that premise already is pretty fucking funny and you're like rubbing bald dudes' heads. So like it's already like a ridiculous picture that you're painting <laughs> and I think following it up with that punchline will really hit home. Yeah. Bing, bing. It's really yeah. good. That's good. That was, that was the best joke out of your. Thank you. Out of your out of your stuff. Yeah, that was dope. Hell that yeah. was dope. Um, Thank you. I I was only thinking um, with like <laughs> with rubbing the bald heads. Mm-hmm. You said that you can like see the future. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting if it's like I can see my future. Ah, oh, gotcha. And maybe gotcha. it's like like you can see like it's like your reflection in this dude's head. Mm-hmm. It's like I could see my reflection, or I could see the future <laughs> in his head. It's like usually I have like an O face in the future or some, something mm-hmm. like that. Hell that yeah. kind of like references like the situation. Thank yeah. you. Mirror, mirror on the bald. Who's the... <laughs> Sorry. Or, or alternatively, what if you're you're grabbing his head, he's bald, and you're you're shaking it for your pleasure, but you're using it like a magic eight ball. Uh-huh. And you're asking it questions. Oh. Like, oh, are you gonna fucking get a job soon? <laughs> soon, right? Are you gonna, you know, are you gonna ask me for a second date? Um, oh um, God, ask again that. later or whatever those Ask those me again later. Are. That's funny. I love That's that. That's good Hell tag. Yeah. Thank you. Very helpful stuff. Thank you. Awesome. Everybody clap wildly. It's Andrew David. Yay! 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 Here we all are at the Joke Workshop. Yay! Okay. 
Um, thanks for being here. Thanks for giving great comments thus far and donating and being awesome. Uh, it's been a really great show thus far. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Mike Evans Jr. Just can't all the um, so I'm, uh, I'm only confident in a couple situations in my life. Uh, stand up and get in there. But um, I don't know. You ever like be like, I, I got a job interview or something like that. You feel like you know you can get the job up until you're in the interview and you're like, oh, I'm, I don't deserve this, right? The interviewer is like, oh, no, you're just full of shit. I realize the most confident I am is when I'm asking my friend if I can borrow money. It's when I'm like very sure of myself. I'm like, no, 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 I'll get this back to you tomorrow. Like, bro, I really, like, I, I, I literally get paid tomorrow. Like, you're making up dates and times and shit. But isn't it scary? Have you ever owed two people money at the same time and they're, and they're both at the same party? The scariest thing to happen is if one of them brings it up. It's like, hey, Mike, you got me on the fifth, right? It's like, Nick, you owe me money on the fifth. And then it's just bad. You just gotta, you just gotta leave before you get shot. That's, that's how my friends are. I know how your friends are. Um, <laughs> anybody here know what BDSM is? Yep. Clapping, good job. You live in San Francisco, you should know what that is. First time I find out BDSM is, I didn't really know that like, it was like sexual, right? I just saw like white people in chains and whips and I was just like, wow, white people have gentrified slavery. <laughs> Thank you. Didn't know that was possible. <laughs> That's all we had. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we have much more than slavery. It was a trip, dude. It was, it was on Pride, too. I saw just white people change. I saw a white guy with lashes on his back. I was like, what the fuck? Did I miss that history lesson or something? This white lady actually asked me if I wanted to get whipped. And, like, she, like, but as she asked me, she instantly knew she fucked up. So, like, I almost felt like I should have said sorry because she just looked like she was in a lot of pain. But nothing compared to 400 years of pain. But, there goes the guilt. Um, I don't know. That shit is funny. Glad that worked out. Uh, I was thinking the other day, you know, who was the first black guy to say the word nigga? Like, to flip it, right? Because that must have blew slave owners, like, minds, right? Like, that That man isn't in history books, but he def there was definitely a point in time when it was nigger, and then one black guy was like, nah, only we can say it now. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare say that shit again and even convincing other slaves like hey guys let's let's just add an a we'll make it cool they're probably like nah man fuck i really hate that word but hey we you know we flipped it we flipped it somehow i don't think it was martin luther king i don't I, maybe that'd have been a cool add-on to his legacy right me and my niggas one day <laughs> we'll reach the mountaintop <laughs> I don't know. It's like the idea of Martin Luther King saying the word nigga. I don't think he ever has. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Maybe Rosa Parks. She was like, nigga, please. I ain't getting off this bus. <laughs> Speaking of woke things. Um, okay, I got the thing. I'll just talk about the Super Bowl for a little bit. Um, I don't like the fact that, like, for some reason, Bay Area teams like to lose to teams that don't win. 
right? We always lose to people who haven't won in like 50 years or 100 fucking years, right? Kansas City, fucking Toronto, fucking Cleveland. All these places have beat a Bay Area sports team. It's like, hey, if you've never won, come play us. You might win a championship. It's bullshit. It's really terrible. Um, Super Bowl. Jennifer Lopez is so fucking fine. Holy shit. She's 50 years old, and she did that halftime show last night. Remember when Madonna was 50 years old? <laughs> is that what you were thinking? <laughs> she did a whole album with like Justin Timberlake, and it wasn't good. But, oh, man. I don't know. The scariest part about the Super Bowl, though, is that there was an ad for Donald Trump, and there was an ad for Mike Bloomberg, which are the only two people who could afford a Super Bowl ad. Donald Trump can't even really afford that ad which is scary to think where that money came from, right? But the Donald Trump ad had scared the shit out of me because it was like, it was for police reform. It was like, hey, a lot of politics politicians talk about reforming justice, but Donald Trump gets it done. And it was like a sad black lady, like, thank you, Donald Trump. And it, I screamed. I screamed louder at that than I did during the actual game. I was like, no, there's stupid people watching who will vote for him. That's what it is, the stupid people. I don't believe everybody who watches the Super Bowl is stupid, but I do believe every stupid person watched the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's like Trump. I don't believe everybody who voted for Trump is racist, but I believe that every racist voted for Trump. All right, that's my time. Yay, Mike Evans Jr. You had a great set, yay, yay. Even your Super Bowl stuff was funny. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like we're the slump buster of NFL teams. Like if a guy hasn't busted in a while, yeah. like come play us, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, the bit about like the first guy to use the N-word on like black guy to use the N-word, it's great. I think that when you, when you, had, when you had like the play out in between like him and the slave owner, <laughs> have him call the slave owner a cracker and he's like, what does that even mean? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's so confused. He's like so off balance. Um, yeah, and the bit about the lady asking if she could whip you too, because I've <laughs> just really said, just said like for like yeah, forty years we kind of had our fun already. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> we had our good time. Uh, you guys are welcome to it. Uh, but that line about gentrifying slavery, obviously, it's it's great. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that I'm should be the beginning or in the middle, the like end somewhere though, yeah. because it's a great line. Yeah. You gotta yeah. If you if you're gonna keep going after it, like it'd be good to just like keep punching that because you're gonna get you can get like rolling out of that, right? Because yeah. like you're gonna get a reaction. Mm -hmm. It's gonna get people going, and then so either either right up front or right in the in the back, right? And like you realize, so you're like it, like it's oh it's a switch that flipped in my head. Like oh they gentrified slavery, slavery. and yeah. it's like yeah. Um, and then the bit about owing two guys money is great. I something to play off of there. Something something about like like. Like if I was like a, if I if I had gone to school better better I feel like I could like play this off like a like an Eastern European diplomat or something like that like <laughs> by playing like Russia and America against each other like oh you both owe you money huh like well you guys fucking go at it yeah <laughs> cool thanks the the fucking fuck the gentrifying slavery line and the fucking nice. first black guy to say nigger that's those are two fucking fire premises. <laughs> Those are fucking incredible premises. Um, for the gentrifying one, I was like, I was thinking, 
I remember like going to Folsom Street Fair for the first time and there was like definitely some interesting like stuff like to me that I was like what like what's going on so maybe like maybe some of the actions could be related to slavery it's like oh they're doing this too (laughs) (laughs) so um, that could be interesting and then I was thinking about the Trump ad um, and I haven't seen it, so that was Y'all, that. Just it's a real ad. That it's, just that just made me very upset. That made yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was um, freaking out. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Sorry. So I, I was thinking, I wonder if like the ad or paying that black lady costs more. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's thank yeah. I'm, I'm gonna use that exact question. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. I really also enjoyed um, the line with Rosa Parks at the end of that. <laughs> Of the end of the MLK joke, I thought that was like (laughs) I thought that was just like a cherry on the top of that joke. I loved it so much. Did you guys like the Martin Luther King saying "nigga" part? Yeah. Me and my niggas on the other (laughs) side. It's just (laughs) just keep going. (laughs) It does. Yeah, I'm really bad at impressions, but it's It's Uh, I got a couple of small things to say. Uh, maybe uh, uh, cultural appropriation or gentrification uh, would for uh, for crew. You know, guys mm. run crew, row mm-hmm. crew. Maybe that could be a gentrified version of uh, the trip over. Yeah. Right. Right. Something you could slip that in there. And I thought maybe, um, <laughs> well, where, wherever it can go. And then maybe um, uh, fuck the first guy who tried milk. Mm-hmm. How about the first guy who said the n word? Yeah. Yeah. We go. Oh yeah, like what other like slavery things are white people gentrifying? Like I don't know. Oh yeah. Like p- like they, okra. Oh, like, picking cotton or something okra. like that. Like <laughs> like what other parts of slavery are they going to get to next? You know what I mean? I could yeah. I could yeah, they're just taking all of Jamie Foxx roles and shit. I don't know. <laughs> um for the for the um Folsom Street Fair joke, mm-hmm. I think you could do something probably to lead into your next joke mm-hmm. about um First guy said the N word. You could just say like, "Oh, I'm gonna reclaim this, like I did, like we did the N word." So then you go down like whipping white people, and you're like, "I can do this. I can do this." I think yeah. that could be funny in some kind of way. You're just like, "Whoa, we like you guys are all whipping each other." Like I got, I got some like, I got, like payback or something like that. Like some, some, I don't know. I don't know the wording. But. I just hop in there. Finally, let's go. Clap your hands, everybody. It's Mike Evans oh, Jr. Yeah. Oh, oh, we'll get one more comment. Like Reparations could be your safe word. Oh. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. That's good. This is great. It's going to be on Fox News. <laughs> Put your hands together, Mike Evans Jr. <laughs> reparations, reparations. Uh, all right. Your next comedian. He gave me some Swedish fish, and they were really delicious. Put your hands together, everyone, for Ray Khan. <laughs> All right. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Monday night. How's it going? Um, Again, I think I'm, again, Pam, I think I'm the oldest one in the room. Don't you think? I'm the oldest one in the room. Uh, Things are getting soft. As I get older, it's okay. It's part of life. Uh, that's how time works, right? Uh, getting softer at every moment. Uh, my erections are getting softer. It's no big deal. It just, it's a natural aging thing. It's going to happen to all you guys. No big deal. Uh, my dick used to be pretty hard. It used to be hard as forged steel as a young man. Uh, but nowadays, lately, it's more like a forged signature. Yeah, yeah. Short, squiggly, and completely unconvincing. <laughs> 
you know, my wife is never convinced. I uh, come into the bedroom. She's like, wait, wait, hold on. Let me check that thing out. And she uh, treats my dick like uh, I'm trying to pass her a counterfeit bill. Yeah, yeah, true. True. She holds it up to the light, checks for the uh, blue and red threads, right? Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's unacceptable. Uh, she, uh, she, if God forbid I have a wrinkle in it, she walked over to the kitchen with it. She did that move where she tried to, she tried to iron it out on the uh, countertop, <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, she, uh, she moves it from side to side, checking for the watermark, right? Who gave her a jeweler's loop? That's that cool. That's a terrible Christmas gift. Uh, growing up, my parents were cheap. Uh, they grew up in the Depression. I try not to be cheap, but it's hard. Every now and then, I got to fight the urge to pull over on the freeway and pick up that sweet-looking ottoman. Oh, yeah, for the low, low price of reversing one half mile along the right show of the highway, that cracked rattan footstool is all mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a generous guy, I admit it. My sister-in-law donated 15% of her liver to her newborn, newborn nephew. She, she, she donated the tip, you guys. It's crazy. She, she flew to L.A., had the surgery, stayed in the hospital for the week, the whole thing, the whole shebang. Donate the tip of my liver? 15%? I don't even tip 15%. You know there are times where you need to give, give it your all, dig deep? Really, give it your all, Ray. Dig deep. That's when I give 15%. Um, let's see. Uh, I like to exercise. I like to get my heart rate up. It's nice. It feels good getting your heart rate up. You know, I, uh, uh, you know sometimes, uh, sometimes some people don't believe that. There's a, there's a group out there that believe in something called the rate of living theory. They think they have, that you have just a finite amount of heartbeats. Like, so if you waste your heartbeats, right? You're dead. That's it, right? You get like X amount of heartbeats. You use them up, you're done. I love this theory, man. I love this theory because it makes as much, just about as much sense as anything else, right? And why stop at heartbeats, right? Why don't we just apply it to everyday things? I'll be stopped at a red light, about to make a left turn, right? I make that left turn, pow, stroke at the wheel. Why? Why? Because I just used up my allotted time and run left turns. That's it. I ran out, right? I'm in the kitchen, uh, uh, emptying my dishwasher, right? I take out the colander, pow, stroke, hit the ground. Why? I've, used, I've spun my last salad, <laughs> right? right? Right, I'm up here. Like, I'm like, I'm complaining about being soft. I'm like, oh, you know, oh, my dick is, uh, is, uh, is soft like a forged signature, right? I have a heart attack, I'm dead right now. Boom, hit the ground. Why? Because I just ran out of my dick jokes, yo. That's it, it's over, that's all I have. Thanks, Pam, that's my time. Yay, Ray Kanye. Hey. I, I got stuff. Um, go Unless these guys want to go first. They're... I can do it. Um, for the first joke about like everything getting softer, yep. lead in with something before talking about your dick. Like you kind of have to, I feel like you have to ease them into it because they don't know you yet and you're just like, well, I'm flaccid now. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so I think just add in like, Sure. anything else right and then and then go like and of course also my dick got it because because like when you say softer like they're probably expecting you to get there so oh. if you like 
distract them a bit and also like ease them into it. Yeah. Um, soccer dad. Lead with that you're a soccer dad and you're okay. getting old and you have a kid and you coach soccer. So then they like you. Yeah. And then be like, oh, okay. you, and then get into too your. Too much, too fast, too hard. Yeah. Ex- it. okay. Exactly nice. what it used to be for you, I nice heard. Punks. Too much, too yeah. fast, too hard. Okay. But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's right. Um, the counterfeit bill analogy is pretty funny. Uh, I think just like tighten up the act out there. Okay. Maybe one tag you could add is like she goes, "Hold on, let me get my glasses," okay. or right. something. Right. Um, uh, and then the liver thing, I would add just like one line of like, "Why the fuck does this kid need a new liver already? Like, what has he been doing?" Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, okay. which is just like from my like curiosity standpoint, I'm like, sure. why does this child need? new liver right. and also like 15 percent. like how does that work i think like i have so many questions question. operationally yeah. Yeah. about it yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point i work in the medical field so i didn't realize that questioning operationally that. um i could um well you had your notes up there and when you're when it's memorized i think everything will hit harder for you because sure. all those jokes were i mean it's it's your, you're reading it. Clearly, it's well written. You had, and there's a lot of punchlines in there. I liked the words "cracked rattan." I thought that was were great. I'm like, that's a great visual thing. Thanks. But um, I mean, once you once it's memorized and once you feel comfortable with it, yeah. the writing will really shine. For sure. Thanks. Cool. I said the uh, the when you talked about recognizing a deal and he's talking about picking up the free ottoman. Yeah. As like most people think, it's just an ottoman, but it also comes with free bed bugs. And so, you know, two for one, right? Yeah. I think a way to ease into the uh, dick joke could be like you could say, instead of getting hard ons, I just have a love chub. <laughs> okay. <laughs> love chub. I like that. Is that the song they sing in Love Chub? Then that the Ewok song? <laughs> love Chub. Uh, any other comments, everybody? Clap your hands together. It's Raycon. Yay! All right. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We're moving along with more comments and more people. Uh, Kelly Evans on his way, but that means that going down the list, your next comedian, I, I didn't tell him, but it's Marty Cunney. Yay! Okay, dokie. What do I have? Um, there was a news story I saw about a, a couple of weeks ago about a a new a professor, like at a university, got uh, in trouble because he had been uh, siphoning off grant funds to the tune of about 180 grand over like 10 years, right? And he was the title. The title read that he blew this money on strip clubs, sports bars, and iTunes. Now, I have two questions about this uh, this title, this uh, headline, right? Because one, is it really blowing money if you spend it on things you enjoy, right? That man had about $18,000 spent over the course of uh, $18,000 a year spent on strip clubs and bars. That sounds pretty normal to me. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think he was in Iowa. What the fuck else is he supposed to do? Okay. He only spent it on iTunes because he didn't have any other options for things to spend it on. Right? Second question. What the fuck did he spend on iTunes? Oh, my God. How much iTunes was this guy listening to? Right? 
how many discographies can you buy before that's that's got to, how pissed off he would be if that was like the purchase that like tip off the authorities he's like well you bought i'm sorry the venga boys uh 1500 times what's going on here we're at to investigate this yeah blowing his money what a ridiculous way to say that right it's not like he like spent it on beanie babies or bet on the niners or something right like that's that's blowing your money um let's see what else we got guys uh trying to be more woke these days uh and does everyone here know what woke means that should Sometimes not everyone does. I have to explain it to people. And I had to say, well, being woke is just being liberal, right? But it's the millennial version. So we just have to tell everyone about it, right? That's woke is just social veganism. It doesn't count if everyone around you doesn't know, right? That's how it works. And so, and it's important to be liberal or woke in the Bay Area, right? You have to let people know. I mean, this is the most woke place in, maybe in the world. I mean, I mean, think about it. All the things we we're so progressive about it here. Like we invented the all gender bathroom, right? Like that started in the Bay Area, right? I mean, we just call it BART, but still, you know, it's uh, everyone's welcome, right? You don't even have to pay, right? It's have your fun. Um, yeah, I, I tried to put my woke mind to work. I was uh, I was watching something uh, the other day. It really upset me. I was watching uh, women's gymnastics. Don't ask why. I was watching women's gymnastics, and um, man, what an impressive sport, right? Like talk about like the mastery of your uh, like you know the mastery of like all like the muscles in your body and just being able to do that thing, right? Like being able to pull off these amazing acrobatic flips. But then also having to do a little dance, right? Like, that's the weirdest thing that the girls have to do in gymnastics. And they don't make the men do it. Like, the men go out there, they do their flip, they stand up, and they got off. And the girls go out there, and they put on Tita Turner, and then, like, turn the sparkles up on their outfit, and, like, do a dance in between their moves. It's the weirdest fucking thing, right? It's like a really, 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 really good stripper, right? Like, it's it's amazing. It's almost more entertaining, right? Like, it's uh, it's it's crazy. And I think... I I don't think like there's a serious problem with that. I just think that men should have to do that, right? Like, and not just in gymnastics. I think in all sports. Like, we're making a progress with it in football. Like, they finally let us do touchdown dances again, right? We we finally got that back. But they should have to do touchdown dances for it to count, right? Like, that should have to be part of the the system, right? This is entertainment. Show me your moves, guys. Come on, like if. <laughs> Like he throws like, you know, throws the ball away and walks back to the sideline. Fuck that. Show me the Charleston. Okay. I want to see what you got. And not just football too, like baseball. I think every time the pitcher throws a good pitch, he's got to dance back to the mound, right? Like think about just guy blasts a hundred mile hour fastball down the middle and then has to do like the cha-cha slide back to the mound. Every single time he's just like fucking bullshit. I hate this sport, right? Put put this like dancing back in other sports, right? And finally, it'll really give more black athletes a chance to shine. Okay, guys, that's my time. Thanks so much, Marty Cuddy, everyone. And you got a killer joke? A lot of lot a lot of great stuff in there. Uh, go ahead, you want to go first, Jeanette? Oh, all right. the the woke with being social veganism is a great line and a great 
whole thing, the Bart joke, I thought was incredibly funny. The only thing I could say is to add to your, the future of Olympic athletes might be that they become strippers. Like, cause after you're an Olympic athlete, what do you do? Like if you're an amazing gymnastics girl and then you do it till you're like 18 and then you break your back and you're like, what do I do now? Then you can go to stripping. But I well, liked the And idea. after that Super Bowl performance, pole dancing is going to be an Olympic sport, right? Like <laughs> after JLo's whole fucking shtick there, sure. like that's going to be a whole, whole revitalization. Yeah, that's a good point. That, that was all. That was just my one little note. Oh, thank you. The other things I thought, you're, it's all really funny new stuff. Uh, first of all, Marty, fuck you. Thank you. I uh, just want to make it clear. On the record, thank you for recording. For the thousands of downloads today. Yeah. Uh, the s- professor, I think the things that make you happy is very funny. It's like if you're spending money on things that make you happy, I don't see the problem. I think you go straight from that into like... But what was the ratio here? Yeah, like, like what uh, was the like? How did they make the top three? Yeah, right. Like, like this averages to eighteen grand a year. How much of that is going to iTunes? Yeah, like that's the real question here. Yeah. Yeah, they got listed up there with strip clubs and sports bars. It's just like, yeah. what the fuck, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a ratio is a good way to bring that. Like yeah. that, like because. That, that, the problem with that is like it's too wordy right now. Like it, I'm like saying way too much, yeah. but like something like the ratio. That's yeah. that's. A great I think way you to get straight up. to it. Trim the fat there, and I think the other part you can play on is like, was he having to provide his own music at the lap dances? Like, is this what he's paying for? <laughs> he was actually yeah. DJing at the strip yeah. clubs. <laughs> <laughs> he just got pour yeah. some sugar on me thirty thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's good. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> uh, and I think the. Woke, it's like woke is not the same as being liberal. It's like a little more nuanced. And I, th- the only issue is that you're going to run into that. Yeah, I'm, at, I'm trying like to figure the out the best way to say that. I haven't figured out the wording there. So like what what, what would you say the difference between being, being woke and liberalist though? Like, I think it's, I think if you wanted to be funny about it, you'd be like something along the lines of like, it's like being liberal, but you really don't shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. Or something along that. That'll, that's better for the veganism bit yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's good. Uh, all gender bathroom Bart, hilarious. Uh, I think the other thing you touch upon, you could write is like it's also really hard for you to be woke and look like this. Like and that's that's something I generally guard. play off of too. Yeah, yeah. and I've, I've used that. It's good. Be like when yeah. I look like this and I try to be woke, I have to like work twice as hard. Yeah. And now I really understand. Well, I used to have that whole bit about yeah. Like it the, leads into my bit about the the immigration. Teacher. Yeah, oh. or just saying like I look like I got a lot of opinions about border security or something yeah. like that. It, yeah. Is your necklace? Real gold? No. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was really, this whole time I've been obsessing. I'm like, is it real? Is it not? Am I going to ask? I should ask. No. I totally thought it was real. No. I'm going to believe. It just I'm gonna, doesn't turn I'm going to just green, forget that amazing. you said that, and I'm going to keep believing it's real. <laughs> Italian. Uh, <laughs> the touchdown dances, dude, so fucking good. I think you have a lot more you can uncover with that. Yeah. Because yeah. I think, like, requiring dances... Yeah, uh, like is really funny. I think it allows you to do act outs. Uh, Eventually, that's what I think butt, I'm gonna get bro. into. Use it for these act outs. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be like yeah, it's gonna be like cha cha slide or fucking uh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I that's that's the, I think the end goal with that is to just finally get like a just get like a big act out of like some pissed yeah. off athlete who's like 
you know, doing great, but he's like, fuck, I got to do this goddamn dance right now. Yeah. Be like, and I think your line could be revised to something like, it's going to be even harder for white athletes to make it. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. They'd have to do the dumb thing. (laughs) 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 White guy doing the chicken dance. (laughs) 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 That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Peyton Manning doing like the Charleston or something like that. Yeah. I got like that. (laughs) Other comments? I don't know if that one works. Yeah. You need to do the other one. Let's do this one. Uh, loved the Bart joke. Um, that was definitely a highlight. Really good set. Uh, I was thinking with the the woke jokes, um, when you talk about having to explain it to people, as we kind of touched on in the the feedback, that that's like exactly what someone who's trying to be more woke would be excited about. Yeah. So if you just like had a little throwaway line with like, sometimes I have to explain that to people, which of course I love. Yeah. Something like that could be fun. Um, it gets your woke boner going. Or exactly. Your, your yeah. woner. Or, uh, <laughs> your woner. Yeah, something um, like that. Yeah. And uh, also, like talking about that in the context of the Bay Area, I don't know if you want to go in this direction, but I, I was thinking, like, is it that people here are are better people than people in other places, or is it a survival mechanism? And like, if that resonates, you could like run with that and explore that, like, it's not morality as much as trying to fit in and survive in the bay area right yeah it's like it's like i'm not actually that liberal but like i just wanted to get laid and that's the kind of a joke i have later on too so that's good cool thanks man clap your hands together everybody it's marty cunny sorry i want to keep all the time together uh your next comedian he's been real awesome and patient and hanging out clap your hands together for ian langland Hello. Um, I gotta start getting here earlier. Everybody starts to leave whenever I come on stage. <laughs> but uh, it's good to get advice for comedy because I'm still starting out. But uh, I actually, I find myself getting advice in many other facets of my life. Um, I don't know what it is. I think it's my uh, aura, I guess. The energy I emit into the universe is a helpless little boy. Um, so people are always giving me advice and I don't know why, it's just something about me. So I'll give you an example. So I find myself at Starbucks um, most of the time, because who doesn't love a delicious Java? Um, so I go to Starbucks and I always get the same drink. I always get a grande vanilla latte. Now, is this a flamboyant drink? Yes. Um, do I feel like a bitch when the words leave my mouth? Uh, very much so. But I get it anyway because it's a delicious drink, okay? Papa's gotta get, get his java, okay? Um, so I order this drink every single time and, um, I, and I go in, this one, there's this one time that I go in and I order it the same way and for some reason this lady decides to give her input on the drink. Um, I didn't ask for her input but she gave it anyway. She goes, Careful, you're gonna get loaded up with energy after drinking this. And I'm like, this is a Starbucks, okay? I'm here for no other reason but to get energy, right? (laughs) So why are you, I don't know, why are you warning me about this drink? I feel like uh, I know what I'm getting into, okay? And I've done my research, okay? (laughs) Starbucks Grande Latte has two pumps of espresso. So I know what I'm getting into, okay? So load up the espresso, sister. Keep the chatter down and let's move on, okay? <laughs> um, but that's just uh, one of the cases. Because it was, it, I, I didn't order it in any way that was weird. It was just something about me that she felt she needed to tell me that. Um, 
Another one is my guy friends are always trying to give me tips about how to pick up girls, which again, I never ask for. I think it's like an alpha male kind of thing where they're like, yeah, I know how to do it. Listen to me. And so the one I always hear is, you know, just act like an asshole and then through reverse psychology, she'll end up liking you. And um, so this might apply to the 40% of the male population that's handsome slash attractive. Um, I am not the prettiest daisy in the patch, you could say. You know, I'm not the finest china in the porcelain shop. So it doesn't really work for me, I'll be honest. Every time I do it, a girl just looks at me and I know she's thinking in her head, why is this stork hybrid man being such a dick to me? And I, uh, I pick up the vibe and then, you know, I fly away. <laughs> okay, that's all I have. That yay, works so Ian, much yay, better. Huh? Yay. You're so pretty. Don't think you're ugly. You're just young. And young girls don't get it. You're like under 20, but right? You're only like 19, right? I'm 20. Right. So, uh, baby bird. It's funny, though. Baby I don't, bird, I don't you're going to fly, though. Don't yeah. worry. Don't. You're not ugly. I just, <laughs> I'm just 30. You'll be for perfect. For the sake of the joke. Okay. Just for the not, <laughs> not only are you not very ugly, you're also tall, so fuck you. All right? <laughs> It's just, it's going to be, it's just like not super believable if you go up there and tell people that you're ugly, but you can just say like, you feel like not, don't say you're ugly. Say you feel like you have a weird look, right? Stick with that. Cause then you can lead into like the, Oh, I look like you that, like the stork pelican thing like that. Drawing comparisons is fine. But if you're going up and saying you're ugly, if you don't look like you literally have an ass for a face, like it's just not a, yeah, thank you. Uh, (laughs) But like, I do like the bit, the bit about like when I, I'm sorry, I missed a lot of it, but like the, the part where you said, uh, like, uh, this, like when guys like offer me advice, right. Which is, you know, like guys don't do that. That's just like your way of saying like, this guy looks like he needs help. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's kind of fucked up in itself. That's just mm-hmm. insulting me. That's kind of how I preface the joke. Yeah. But, oh, but, sorry. Yeah. Well, I missed no, no, it. Okay. okay. But, uh, but it's like, you know, people say like men aren't passive aggressive, but then they say shit like that. Yeah. Right. Um, Where'd you get forty percent of men are attractive? Just made it up. Yeah, if you're if you're gonna say a number like that, people are also gonna wonder where you got forty percent from. So play around with a reason where you came up with that, right? Like based on something you saw, like movies you've seen, or something like that. And if you're if you're gonna throw out like a, a, a number like that, be prepared to back it up with something, and that's a chance to throw something ridiculous in there, right? And then. Uh, if you compare, compare yourself to a bird, just, I, I don't know, the first thing that popped in my head was like cl- capping it off of like angry, call yourself an angry bird or something like okay. that as you fly away. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's all I got. Thanks, man. Cool, thank you. Um, <clears throat> the Starbucks joke, uh, obviously there's like a lot to it that isn't just like jokes or like the, the trimming, but um, yeah. what I'll say is like, one, the fact that you order a grande vanilla latte is is funny to me because someone could call you a grande vanilla latte. (laughs) And I think some sort of play there. Uh, I think you have something going with like the insecurity about you ordering what you think is like a bitch drink. But I think either like you have to dive deeper into that and be like, what does that mean? Because right now you're like tag is like Papa needs his Java, which is not going to work, honestly. Like, but I think you have something there about like the insecurity. Like you have to think about like channel, like what it's like leading up to ordering that drink or something. Right. Because that is funny that you have like you do this almost every day or whatever frequency. Mm -hmm. And every time it's like a painful process for you. Uh, It's because like, 
that premise is funny and so is like this lady being like this is gonna get you riled up and you're like dude why do you think i'm here yeah like did i not come here for this mm-hmm. um the guys giving you advice something you could say is like you know i don't want it but it looks it seems like i wear my virginity on my sleeve okay. or something along those lines uh because backing up what marty said like no you're a tall dude you're not ugly so people aren't gonna buy into that shit right even if it's for the joke like it's not they're just not gonna believe that but if they believe that you're just like awkward and like insecure about stuff like they'll be like yeah i could see that like they could buy that so i think that's what you play off i think it's all headed in a good direction though okay thank you yeah, I feel like um, when you're like, like going to Starbucks, you'd be like, I can't like, um, not a day goes by where like someone doesn't like try to hold my hand and like lead me to Starbucks or something like that. Okay. And then in, um, going off of the bitch drink, I feel like you could make it like bitchier, you know, like all, add almond milk or like mm. you can make it a frappuccino. <laughs> okay. If you will. Just ham it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, as bitchy as possible. Add oat milk, cashew, like, yeah, flax. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And then also, like, you're six foot, play off of that. Like, you know, be like, I'm an undeveloped, like, Timothy Chalamet or something. Yeah, okay. yeah you're going to grow into your nose. Who's the guy? Is the pee at Brody, that Adrian Brody guy. Uh, he's hot as fuck, and he's got, like, a big old cool, weird nose. It makes right. you interesting and cool. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and you have a personality. You're darling. Uh, any, other, any other comments? Clap your hands wildly. Ian Langlands, yay! Yay! Oh, yeah! Hey! It's all good. Thank you. Couple people left. Yeah, I'm fine. It's no big deal. Uh, your last comedian with comments that we're going to be doing tonight. So, everybody, do comments. And then, well, actually, we've got time. We've got time. We have a couple comics left. We'll all just agree to stay. Okay, here we go. Everybody, she's here for her second time. First time. First time. Oh, my gosh. Well, we're the right people to do it in front of. Put your hands together, everybody, for Kelsey Cooper. Cropper. So I recently learned that criminal courthouses have Yelp reviews. So before you go in for your trial, you can look and see what everyone else is saying, what you should be in for. You know, Karen says, oh, first crime here. Just punched this little hole in the wall. Bill was a bit bigger than expected, one star. There's another review that's like, our order took a lot longer than I thought and the judge was a bit salty, two stars. There's like one random person that like gives this glowing five star review. They're like, justice was served. I will be making a return trip. For more information about my experience, check out my book, If I Did It by OJ Simpson. Um, So I grew up Mormon, um, which I'm sure you're all aware has a reputation for being the funny religion thanks to Mitt Romney's valiant efforts. Mm -hmm. And as a Mormon, I wasn't allowed to drink coffee, drink alcohol, or have premarital sex, which are also known as the first, second, and third date. So (laughs) suffice it to say, since I've left Mormonism, it's felt kind of like trying to eat Cheetos on a white couch. And I was 
terrified to try coffee for the first time. It was really scary to me because I was still a bit superstitious, kind of like how old people, you know, forward the chain emails or think that they're going to have, they need to post the privacy thing on Facebook. Um, But a guy asked me on a date to go get coffee and I didn't want to be honest with him because that's not a first date activity. That's a sixth or a seventh date activity. And so we went and I had my first coffee and it all went well. He was none the wiser until our second date where he casually asked me if I drank coffee and I got super defensive on accident and responded with yes we had it on our first date don't you remember I ordered a latte I have the receipt do you want to see it (laughs) so there was no third date (laughs) which is probably for the best because as a Mormon the closest thing I got to the sex talk was the last time I was allowed to go to the zoo And uh, so, you know, I have all sorts of problems um, dating, but another thing is that sometimes people will tell me that I'm too intimidating and that I need to pretend to be a little bit dumber um, if I want to get a boyfriend. But the problem is I don't know how dumb I'm supposed to pretend to be. Um, But I've been watching The Bachelor and I think I've got it. (laughs) So I've been watching this really interesting documentary. It's called The Office. Or so the other day I overheard this guy talking about how Amelia Earhart invented the airplane, but I'm pretty sure it was the Warner Brothers. If you didn't catch that, you might need to pretend to be a little bit smarter on dates. <laughs> all right, that's all that I've got for today. Thanks. Yay. Yay. Yay, her first time. Keep clapping because it was her first time. Kelsey Cropper, yay. Yay! Awesome. You had so many jokes. You, had, you it was re- really well written, and you didn't bring any paper up with you, which is amazing. Which means you memorized it. So that like that's awesome. No, seriously, that's all really good, good stuff. Um, the first, second, third date thing. I think it's a great line and really funny with the Mormon stuff. I, I liked all that. The writing of it was really great. Um, that first joke. It was about yelping the courts. Yeah. So criminal courthouses have Yelp reviews. So I, I didn't, I didn't get, I got the Yelp reviews once you started, but you didn't set it up for, maybe I just, maybe you said it too fast or I wrote down, cause my question was criminal yelping the courts, but it was like, I didn't, I wanted you to, I wanted you to state it more clearly for me okay. that that's what you were doing. And, because all for a minute I got lost and I'm like, what is it? What is, what is going on? But you were yelping the criminal courts. And then the only other thing I have is that um, you speak fast, but it, I could understand everything. Your diction is great. And you rock back and forth a little, just something to be noticed. It was your first time and you're obviously nervous, but your writing is really great. And you have like a great voice. You were loud enough on the microphone. Like all the important things are there. You didn't have paper in your hands. Like, yay. Uh-huh. Good job. Um, yeah, just a small kind of Do you mind if I ask how long you've been doing comedy for? Well, this is my first time here, but I did a little in college. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, no, that's cool. I'm just, just curious. Because I, I would say uh, when I first started, someone told me uh, uh, no matter how slow you think you're going, slow down and you're still going too fast. Uh-huh. Like, because uh, I, I think it's just natural when you're not, because it just comes with, you just have to do it a lot and you'll get like way more comfortable on stage. Mm-hmm. Because your jokes were good, but for me, a, a little, some of them were, sometimes they were too close, the setup and the punchline was too close together. And I couldn't quite understand uh, what like there just wasn't a lot of modulation in your voice. But this, but I like the material. Um, and yeah, that, that's all real. And then another super small note: the bug 
to some people, but it doesn't really matter. But uh, you should put the mic stand behind you. But that's that's like a really pedantic thing. But uh, by the way, yeah, keep it up. It was good. Uh, I really liked the, I mean, the, the whole like date progression thing was, was great. And I especially love the concept of, uh, trying to figure out how dumb you're supposed to be on a date. There's just like so much material there. And I, I, I thought it was a good instinct to like jump into some examples of that, but I, I almost think that that could be like its own deeper exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would encourage you to play around with that more, but yeah, really nice job. Thank you. All right. Clap again, everybody for Kelsey Cropper. Yay. Yay. I didn't turn the music up. Sorry about that. All right. We have a couple comics left. I want to do a little time. Uh, We're just not going to give comments if you really, really have to, but really we'll just get through the sets. Uh, hey everybody, put your hands together for your next comedian. I haven't seen him in a while and it's always a pleasure when he stops by. Clap your hands wildly for Mauricio. Good times, man. I've been collecting uh, gambling money right now. So it's like, I was just like, why don't I just tell a couple jokes, right? That's the one thing that sucks is like I made so much money off the Super Bowl because I didn't believe in the Niners because I'm a Seahawks fan, so I'll piss on the flag. That I was like, I could go do five minutes of material or go do drugs and go to the strip club. I made the right choice, right, Pam? We're all growing up. Yeah, cool. Good good stuff, man. Good stuff. One thing I, one thing I can't stand right now is fucking hippie people. I fucking hate hippie people. I really do. I'm from Mexico, Mexicali, where it's a very violent place, right? And it's like, and the one thing I can't stand is I'm wearing my Hindi shirt right now. I had this hippie guy going like, right on, brother. I was like, this isn't us, man. All right? I am an indigenous person. It's like, I want to rip your heart out, put it up to the sun so the corn can grow tomorrow. Right? You know? One thing I can't stand, uh, I will say this. I'm against internment camps because I want my people out of the cages. I know white people don't care because you guys are busy focused on koalas and shit, right? But I want my children out of those cages. And I was like, I'm against internment camps. And I thought to myself, as I'm getting older and more bitter, I'm not against internment camps, right? I just want those kids out of there. Some people deserve to be in internment camps, right? Like maybe like Murad, right? That would be kind of nice, right? You know, for the whole comedy community. And then uh, on top of it, it's like I realized it's like if you ever stand close to me and you sneeze on my neck on an escalator, you deserve it to go to an internment camp, right? That's it, right? Straight up. One, one of my favorite ones is uh, uh, like, do you realize this? If you're a hippie kid and you're secretly rich and your parents pay for everything, you deserve to go into that internment camp. And I hope R. Kelly pisses on you, right? On top of it. You know what I would love if we put these people in internment camps? They could make our shoes, right? Our Nike shoes and make parts for Apple. And that way we can give the Chinese kids a day off, right? I'm a dreamer, right? And then once we invade Iran, bam, we're done. We're set. Let's go, man. Let's go make some money, right? Sorry. I'm Brady Hold. I don't know. I'm starting to become a bitter older man. I'm going to turn 33 in March, so I really don't fucking like the youth anymore. I had some kid cut me off on a skateboard in downtown, and I was like, go to school, you son of a bitch, right? Uh, I'm walking on Market Street, man. Uh, well, the evangelist Christian guy was like, you're going to hell. And I was like, man, was I looking at those Gap jeans that long? I was like, wow, man, that was very rude, right? Very stressed out right now. And I was walking down the street, and the Scientologist guy was like, you seem really stressed right now, and I want to help you. I realized that I like Scientology now. That was very nice of him, right? 
I used to hate Scientology. I used to wear a Che Guevara shirt, have long hair. Fuck, now I love Scientology, man. He was the nicest person on Market Street. I was like, I want to join Scientology. And I hate when my white friends are like, don't do it, man. If you join Scientology, you can't talk to your family. I was like, I hate my family right now, and I don't talk to them, so I don't see the downside, right? Come on, you know? Uh, one, one of my favorite ones was uh, a friend was like, no, man, you can't do it. Because if you join Scientology, they're going to put you in a center where you can't leave. I'm like, man, if I was homeless to avoid sucking dick for crack, I'm taking the mattress at the Scientology building. Drink the Kool-Aid, have a good time, right? And do you realize if I brainwash all of you right now, I'm in a movie with Tom Cruise tomorrow. I'm doing this for the fame, baby, not for the art, right? You know, I'll be in Mission Impossible 6, right? Done deal. As a Muslim terrorist, like, I want that money. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm in for, you know? And uh, I, I hate when my friends are like, no, man, but they believe in crazy shit. Like, there's alien spirits in our bodies. I'm like, you can't disprove it right now. Prove, prove them wrong right now in front of me. And I know extraterrestrials because I get molested by them every night at 3 a.m. It's fucked up. I got the worst apartment in downtown Oakland. And I feel like one of those fuckers didn't use a condom, so I'm pregnant. And I feel that fucker's going to shoot out of my stomach any second. I have to take on a Golden Gate part to eat humans. I'm Brady Holt. Thank you. Yay, Mauricio. Yay. It's so nice to see you. Uh, two comics left. Just uh, Ian Levy and me. Stick around. Uh, here he is right now. Clap your hands wildly for Ian Levy. One, one person. <laughs> Everyone else, very hurtful, but no, it's, no, it's, it's too late now. I mean, you're a good man. Everyone else. Uh, um, I, uh, I've worked at a bunch of cafes. Uh, the, first, uh, the first cafe I ever worked at uh, was a Starbucks inside a Target. Uh, it was horrible. It was the worst job I've ever had easily. Not even good at all. And I, the, I only got the job because uh, I was an idiot. Like, that's why, because when I first went... And uh, did an interview. You don't like apply to like the Starbucks. You just apply to Target, and then they assign you to wherever they want to put you. And the woman at the end of the job interview, she said uh, like "See you later," and I thought she said uh, "See you tomorrow." So I just showed up the next day, and then I went to her office, and she was like, "Oh." Do you want to work at Starbucks? And I was like, okay. And so I ended up working, and it was terrible. It was a, they, we used to do a thing called a, a, a Frappy Hour, uh, but I referred to it as a Frappageddon. So it was very fun. It was a good time. And the thing, the the, the thing about uh, the service industry, which I didn't realize, is when I took that job, uh, the main service you provide uh, is therapy. That is, I didn't realize that people just come and they just yell at you. People are so mean. I did. I don't know if you guys know that if you heard the news, people are not very nice at all. Like I didn't even, I once a guy, uh, told me to go fuck myself, uh, because we ran out of caramel nuggets and I was just like, well, I don't, I even gave him like a little coupon to get a free drink and he threw it at me <laughs> and then stormed out. And this was a massive, this guy was like 300 pounds a muscle like he could and his girlfriend was right there too like she didn't he didn't even think i don't know it just at some point when like a grown-up is screaming in your face about caramel nuggets you think like is this about caramel nuggets or like is there you know something going on here is this about you know your wife sleeping in a separate bed or something i don't know it's just i i've also learned that uh people people yeah would just use the like the free therapy thing constantly uh but 
I think you could, you don't even have to hide it really. Like you people, you can complain about whatever you want to a food service person and you don't have to hide it like, like cushion it in like uh, caramel nuggets or something. Like if you want, just go into a restaurant and be like, oh, I'd like to make a complaint and the manager will come out and be like, Oh, what's your complaint? And you'd be like, well, my dad doesn't respect me as a man. And then just like, I want free food now, please. Can I have free food? I don't know. This is dumb. Hey, 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 hey. I uh, I heard a kind of a, a terrifying uh, conversation recently of a uh, I heard uh, two techies and they were talking about uh, artificial intelligence and one guy said to the other one he said uh, it's hard to tell how smart the AI is that I'm working on uh, because there could be things it's choosing not to tell me. Uh, it's time to unplug that AI, right, guys? Like that's time. The second the robots are being coy, like let's not do that at all that sounds like the last thing i want is to ask a robot like are you gonna kill all humans and it's like i don't know like that's horrifying right i kill them i kill them not like this <laughs> i don't know it's a crazy crazy world we live in i um i recently uh had a kind of a, an awkward experience of uh, uh i was walking down the street um and there was a woman walking towards me with a dog and the dog started to approach me, so I went to say hello to the dog, uh, but the woman thought I was talking to her, uh, but I was using my dog voice, uh, so I went, uh, oh, hello, and the woman went, uh, oh, hello, uh, and I just panicked, went, goodbye, and walked away, because I can't, you know, that woman thinks I'm an insane person now, like, that's the only time, I couldn't have been that intimidating to a woman if I actually tried, like, I, I've tried before, I'll go to my girlfriend and be like, do what I say, and she's like, yeah, fuck you, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, it's dumb, um, I do have a girlfriend, uh, I love her very much, she's very nice, um, I, you know, one thing, uh, about her, uh, we like to do this thing together where we're very like kind of playful mean to each other like constantly where you know like if if we're like meeting people we've never met before if she's like next to me i'll be like uh i'm with this piece of trash and then she'll be like oh yeah you know you could only date a piece of trash because it's all you could afford you broke bitch and i'm like ah you know it's like it's fun like we have fun doing it but recently um she lost her voice and be right before we went to a party and I didn't realize I was still doing like the playful kind of mean thing, but I didn't realize if you do the playful mean thing, only one direction, uh, it does not come off as playful at all. In fact, it comes off as very abusive because I was walking around that party going like, I'm with this piece of trash. And then she would just be like, <coughs> you know, and then I'm like, oh, you know, I'll be like, oh, no, you don't understand. She can't talk. I mean, I let her, but uh, don't, uh, no, it's not, not like that. And then she started, she realized what was happening because she started walking up to people going, he beats me. And then like, I'm like, oh, no, it's, yeah. Uh, okay, I, I gotta get out of here. But uh, the the actual thing, I recently she does um, acting. She she like uh, acts and stuff. And recently uh, we were getting coffee, and she was in between a rehearsal, and she had uh, some makeup on to look like uh, the scene is a very violent scene. So she had like a black eye and like a busted lip. And we walked into a cafe together, and everyone was giving me bad looks, and I didn't put the two because I was like, what is going on with the energy in this Starbucks? Like something does not feel right and then like yeah i don't know so just walk around go like, yeah okay i don't know that's the end of that uh that's my time i'm ian hey yay ian levy ian levy that was like a perfect introduction for me yay okay i'm gonna come around just do a couple jokes and then i'll let you guys go okay here we go yay me
Don't worry, I'm fine. I'm an adult. I grounded myself. I literally grounded myself. I fell down when I was drunk. I literally grounded myself. 15 stitches in my face, broken nose. I'm an adult. Yeah. I am a good adult. I walked by Geary the other day and there was a bag of powder on the ground and I didn't even pick it up. Right? 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, that's like, now, no way. That is not my, I have no interest. I'm not holding that bag. I don't want it at all. I did fall on my face. I am, I am grounding myself from alcohol for a full month and we're going to see what happens because that's what adults do when they go to the hospital. <laughs> they go, ah! I kind of want to tell people like different stories, but I sort of have to be honest about it because, you know, why not? Uh, but I want to tell people like, I was attacked by a dog. No, no, no. The, the beat by the boyfriend, it was really hard for him. Like in the hospital, he was kind of getting the side eye. And I was like, no, no, I really fell down. I just fell down. I was super drunk and I fell on my own face. I did this to myself. And they're like, you know, does your boyfriend beat you up? I'm like, no, I beat up myself enough for both of us. It's fine. I definitely beat myself up. I'm actually, I'm really not worried about the 15 stitches and the broken nose. That doesn't bother me at all. I used to skateboard. So this is like, whatever. But, um, I'm really bummed because I was wasted at this show and I had a bad, I had a, it's, it's hard when you like, like my rock bottom wasn't breaking my face and going to the hospital. It was like being drunk at a really important show. <laughs> that's, that's like my rock bottom. That's the only reason. I'm like, Oh, I'm in the hospital. Like, and my Jonathan's looking at me and he's like, so are you going to stop drinking? I'm like, yeah. Cause it really affected my comedy negatively <laughs> as I'm getting like my face sewed up by this lady. I'm like, do you want a flyer? I swear. I'm usually really good. I usually totally don't do this. And I usually don't. No, I get drunk all the time. I just don't usually do what it shows. That's the whole point. I can't have an expression in my face because it hurts because of the stitches. <laughs> I know, it's really hard. The only, the, one of the good things about it, my face has been so puffy, it's like free Botox. Like my, my forehead like is less wrinkly and around my eyes, which I was getting kind of a wrinkle in the center. Break your nose, no wrinkles. Yeah, look at the bright side of everything. No, it really is good. I'm excited to take a break. I mean, I'm get to write jokes about sobriety. I know I'm I know I make bad choices with or without alcohol. It's not even a question. It's like it'll be a fun little experiment. What happens if I uh, don't consume any alcohol? Uh, BT dubs, I work at a bar. <laughs> Challenge round <laughs> 2020. You work in a bar where you get half-priced booze, <laughs> but you're not drinking for 29 days. How many shifts will you call in sick? <laughs> That's going to be, I'm not, I'm going to tough it out. I'm fine. I don't need to drink. It is going to be hard to work at a bar though. Uh, That's not going to be funny till I actually do it, which is tomorrow with the busted eye. I can't wait because I'm like, I cook for people and I take their orders and stuff and everyone's going to be like, what happened? Which is why I should just make up something new every time. I should just be like cat fight rabbit squirrel <laughs> uh, I, I don't know a, a rock just fell from the sky and hit me in the face I what, what other things could possibly be like uh, being attacked by by yourself yay alcohol is fun uh not anymore not for a little bit uh, I'm still gonna oh see I can't have expression in my face um I'm still gonna smoke pot though because ugh, you know mama can't give up all her toys at once. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? 
Uh, the, the cutest thing, the cutest thing is that AA is actually a cult. They come out every time someone on Facebook's like, I had a big accident and I'm going to take some time off. Like 12 AA people all descend. Wow, we care about you. Come to AA. It's going to be amazing. And I was like, I wrote them back. I was like, I really appreciate your concern. That's totally great. I don't really join groups. That's like not my thing. That's just not my game. But, um, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be sober for a month. We're going to check it out. And, and, you know, and then they get back. You think you can do it on your own? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it was basically the good luck. <laughs> Winky smiley face. <laughs> okay. Cool. I think it's a, it's a fun new cult. Okay, that's enough time. Thanks for letting me talk about that. Yay. I'll be able to make it funny at some point. But I did fall on the first. Um, thanks for being here. Thanks for putting money in the bucket. That's really, really great. If anybody wants one of these CDs, please take one. I, some band left them. I'm like, I don't know if you want to listen to some CDs or something. Thanks for sticking around to the end. It's really supportive and wonderful. And uh, have a good night. Yay! It's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Claw Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Claw Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Richard Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
to MutinyRadio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four ninety-nine. 
Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at Subliminal SF dot myshopify.com that's subliminal sf dot myshopify.com and experience subliminal sf tired of paying too much for your internet contracts and hidden fees got you down Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. 
First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. El Rio began her life in 1978 as a leather Brazilian gay bar. We are an LGBTQ plus space who is welcoming to all good people. We actively invest in communities to promote social change. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, hosting an incredible offside show. Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3158 Mission Street at Cesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th, 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer is simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. 